San Antonio, welcome to Puro SAFC. It's Matt. And I'm Clayton. Clayton, welcome back to the Pod Den. Yeah, man, we're back in our traditional spot and doing what we traditionally like to do. Uh, going and watching SAFC play and then talking about it. We got some soccer to talk about. Yeah, man, we got one under our belts. <laughs> this is it. Season season two of us doing this and another one. Episode opening one. day opening day in the books. <laughs> well, you want to hear the summary? Yeah, tell the people what um, what happened if they didn't get a chance to see. In case you missed it, Saturday night, March seventh, it was the opener for SAFC hosting the defending champs, Real Monarchs, at home. Seven thousand fans reportedly in attendance. Nothing happened except a soccer game in the sixty seventh minute. Colin Montgomery. New player, maybe a theme, maybe Monty, scores a goal off his shin, it looked like. Luis Solniak with the assist, and that's it. That's your scoring, one to nothing. There was a 90th minute red card against Real, uh, Real Monarchs. Otherwise, we had a lot of intense soccer. Right, for a game that um, doesn't sound like when you're just relaying the facts, it doesn't sound like a lot was happening. But there was a lot. There was a lot going on out there. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a boring game to watch. No. Did you? Did you, did you ever find yourself going, man? I can see why people don't really like soccer all that much. No. You know, there weren't a lot of shots even, but there was a lot of intensity, a lot of hard tackles. It. It didn't look like an opener. No. It looked like these. It was teams fighting for a playoff position or maybe even the playoffs already. That the, the ta- and maybe it's because the tackles were coming in so hard, Whew. and that may be. People don't have their timing right or whatever, but there was there was some hard challenges. It was it was intense. Like when Jose Gallegos went airborne. Yeah, that was nice. The uh, Real Salt Monarchs guy put in a foot. Gallegos does a somersault in the air, and the guy gets a yellow. Right. Yeah, and there were uh, people fired up about that. You know, well, that, that's Puro San Antonio. Like as soon as there's a hard foul like <laughs> oh, that, nothing gets the fans more riled up than that. And then, like, if a card is given or not given, depending yes. on depending on what their opinion is of the, of the situation. Overall, what do you think, Clayton? What'd you say? It was um, it was a win first and foremost. So happy about that. Um, I mean, what do we know and what do we not know after after week one? Is is that um, that is, is that something we want to talk about? Is that the way we want to frame things? That is our format. That is what we're gonna do. Is what do we know? And what do we not know? All right. But I thought I might just say kind of, you know, big picture. You saw a win. You saw the game. It's good to be back, right? Right. I don't know. Okay, we can do it that way. Are you ready well, to go? Well, no, no, no. I mean, did you, what, what did you see from, from start to finish? Well, we tailgated. We, it was a good day of SAFC. We did tailgate. I went down. We went in the Crocketeers tailgate, in the Mission City Firm tailgate, for get, grab some free food. Yeah, they, free, and they know. had it, didn't they? They were giving it out. <laughs> And then into the stadium, we were in the press box. We'll get to that eventually. Watching the game, though, I, I saw the fans were intense. The teams were intense. It didn't feel like an opener. There was a lot of there was a lot of good passion coming out of the uh, tailgate before. Like yeah. we were we were sitting more in the lot two parking lot 
like not the designated tailgate section, but I mean, it was bumping in there. You know, yeah. it was a good people. People were excited. It wasn't just a hey, this is something to do kind of thing. That people were excited. I, I don't know if you tuned into any other other USL games this week, and this is not a planned comment, but I tuned into one just to see what's going on because Louisville City was the former, you know, one of the best teams. Right, lost in the finals to Real Salt Lake. Yeah, and that boy, that game. Real was, It was. Sterile, I think was the word I might say. It seemed like a club soccer game where everyone's trying to kick in the ball and run around like, yeah, good job. And this is not what SAFC games was. Yeah. There, there was, was yelling. I, I noticed uh I noticed a lot of the new jerseys too. Like Ooh. people were on it. People yes. were ready for the season. And I don't know whether it's like it's cool to be fashionable, you know, like it's cool to to be up with the latest threads and stuff like that, but uh or and I and I got I got positive reactions from the people. When I was waiting in line for the bathroom. I asked a couple people like what they thought about the new, and they're like, "Dude, at first I was a little iffy, but man, I'm loving it. I'm wearing it, aren't I?" You yeah, know, a lot was, of people had it. Yeah, it was good to see. It was good to see that. What'd you, you think? Know? Okay, that doesn't have anything to do with the product on the field. Right? We're here to talk soccer, I guess. So, what did you learn, or what didn't you learn? Um, I learned that uh, Coach Marcina is not afraid to put his own stamp on things from the very beginning Mm -hmm. um and what i mean by that is so uh of the starting 11 uh there was only one starter from last year's first game of the season and that was cardone the goalie um 10 other all the 10 field players were all brand new not one of them had started last year um and the guys that were on the team last year didn't even make the bench we're talking about Joshua Yarrow, Kai Green, and Ebby Akon. They didn't. They weren't even on the bench. Yeah. So, well, we're and before a listener says, but Jose Gallegos was on the team last year. We remember his first game was in a cup match in April or May. Right. He didn't start. I'm talking about the the, the eleven that we had on the field that started the season, the 2019 season, very first game. Only one player is the same, and that's Matt Cardo. And a lot of you can chalk probably a lot of that up to how much movement goes on in the USL, but but when I talk about um, him putting his stamp on things, he started a, a player that we had signed literally the day before, yeah. like maybe not even twenty four hours before uh, before game time, and he was one of our starting center backs. His name's Axel Soyberg. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. I'm, my Swedish is not very good. He- your, your kids will pick him out first because he's six seven. Yes, and he's a big, blonde guy that uh, is on loan from Columbus, and he didn't come here not to play. <laughs> he's a former MLS first all best eleven player. Yeah, I, and I'm not passing judgment saying he shouldn't be starting or because I mean we got a shutout, he so was, we didn't give up a goal. He was good. He won everything in the air. We needed a six seven guy, yeah. coach. Thumbs up from Shattuck, man. But anyway, but that's that's what I'm talking about. Coach Marcina coming in, putting his stamp on things right away. Uh, played with two forwards. Ooh, you're just going right down the line. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, that, I was just <laughs> illustrating what I meant by Coach Marcina putting his stamp on things. Well, yeah, he's not going to play with the old coach played. Sure. Okay. I get that. You want to roll with your two forwards? Um, no, you go ahead. I'm sorry. I was. I was. I was just... That's okay. I was illustrating. I'll illustrate by saying, you know, it took a while before finally the ice was broken and someone scored a goal. And, you know, we saw celebrations last year, but I've never seen anything like this in a while. When uh, Montgomery... I'm just going to go with Monty for now. When Monty scored the goal, (laughs) everybody jumped on him. He went over to the substitutes... All six substitutes hugged him, and the whole team except Matt Cardone dogpiled into this huge right. like cheerleader pile. And we even did some celebrating, even though we weren't supposed to. <laughs> and we'll get to we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But anyway, so that was that was that was awesome to see. That was yes. that much raw emotion. I think that was been, just raw emotion and camar- a lot of camaraderie. Looked like some a lot of camaraderie early. Yes, yes, yes. good camaraderie. Yeah. Probably it's been an up and down preseason. They're trying to get the feel. No one really knows. And everybody's competing. Are we good? Yeah. Or are we bad? Well, they're competing against each other. They're competing for minutes. They all want to play. Oh, and these are the guys who got the spots. Yeah, you know? And, and look at this. I mean, the defense. New guy, new guy, new guy. Two days ago guy. Yeah. A week ago guy. Sure. I mean, maybe there's a chance for you and me. Maybe they'll sign us and start <laughs> us. <laughs> well, and you know, what noticeably absent Christian Pirano. Oh, 
Okay. So, um, so I guess something we don't know uh, is what's going on with Pirano. I got a better one. Tell me. I we don't know how Pirano will fit into this. Yeah. You mentioned two forwards. The the thing that soccer geeks will see right off the bat when they come to a game this year is two forwards, right? Yep. Bam. And they were there. They were working. Like you said, you like to see a tandem. You like to see a pair. Right. I want one closer to the. I want one close to the other one. Yeah. So they can play off of each other. Yeah. You know. Didn't see a lot of that today in this game. Did no. you? Playing off each other. But what we did see out of them, an aerial presence, fighting for every ball in the air, making hard challenges. Oh. Like this was. This, I don't know whether it was Sonia. It was one of the members of Mambrou, and uh, went for like a scissor challenge on the sideline that was like pretty nasty. It had some real grit to it. You know, and but that's what those guys do, huh? That was D. You, you that was Dorenzo, and yes, I lived in Argentina for a semester. Yeah, I remember you telling me that like they're they're gritty players. Like it's not they're not soft like fall down dance like take dives like Mexican players generally. They're 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 gritty and rough. Yes, they take dives because they know that's what they have to do. But Argentina, it's kind of a unequal country, and you've got the rich and the poor and the players that I've ever observed in my life are not the rich. And so these are these are guys that have come from nothing and made it. Right. And they have not gotten there by being friendly and being the nice guy or the friendly guy. Like, they will tell you sorry after they absolutely clobber you. Right. And they may mean it. But there's also a thing in Buenos Aires that's about, like, the trick. And part of the whole culture, does New York City have that? Is it all about kind of... Getting oh, over someone. Oh, like uh, like three card Monty style. Yes, yeah, you know, like, uh, like yes. And if if you get played to the fool, that's nobody's fault but your own. Yes, you there's know? a whole movie about these guys doing a big con in Argentina, and they love it because it's the coolest thing. Is like a, a a dollar earned is not as cool as a dollar stolen. These these guys may look pretty. These guys that were playing for us on, but but they don't. Their play is not pretty. Those guys are doing hard work. It's and they're, getting rough, and, and, that, yes. and they're getting rough, and they're throwing elbows when they go yes. when they when they go up for a header. Their their elbows are up, and know? it's not because they don't like you. It's because they know that's what they need to do to get the job done. Sure, but boy, I didn't like that tackle. That was Woo. nasty. <clears throat> I mean, it could have been a red. It could have, been, and it could have been a broken leg. Yeah, as well. That yes. was the only part of the game that was a bit much, and so I I did have Dorenzo circled as. Eek, I'm not sure. Can I say one? Yeah, please. Solniak, number nine, he got the assist. He wore the captain's armband, and I learned that Louis Solniak is good. That's yeah, it. He uh, he had a couple of plays where you could really see the class come through. Was it him? Was it him though that didn't finish Gallegos's perfect through ball? Remember, like in the tenth minute. I don't know. Remember the tenth minute. Gallegos makes this great turn and is going to the right, and then he plays the ball back across to Solniak that. It's either Solniak or yes. Lorenzo. But and then he hit, he hit it off the post. He hit the post. He hit the post. <laughs> but you can't fault someone when they hit the post. And I, I got you. And that was his first chance. You know what I'm saying? It was, first, a, first it was a good move. It was a good run. He made the run. He hit it first time like he's supposed to. And he he got it past the keeper. Got it, yeah. and, he, and he got it past the keeper. And he didn't it miss wasn't everything. easy. Like he had to chip it over the keeper. It was a great play. So I, I really like Solniak. He is, I, I mean, it's a big thing that he's a captain. And I think he proved why he's the captain. He did every. He's like a five-tool player in baseball. Like he can head, he can play D. He hustles. He's passing with teammates. He's working hard, and he does the flirt, the mm, flashy stuff too. Yeah. So there's style and substance. Sure. He's he's leading on the field for sure. Yes. And that that leads something to um. I know, but I don't know. Out of the same person and same thing. Callum Montgomery um, wasn't wearing the captain's armband, so I don't know if they, they want him to be the leader, but I'll tell you what, he was leading out there. No, and I'm not talking about just getting the goal, but like in the back. He's a young kid. He's 23, 24. He's playing alongside this, you know, this uh, six seven guy that's come from MLS. But Montgomery was the one that was leading the back line. He was he was getting people fired up. You know, like you know, I didn't spoil this for you in the off the rec off the pod, but uh, friend of the pod, Dave, was not as impressed as you. Oh man, I thought he was spectacular. What? How? What was not impressive about him? Just the just a little uh, p- 
pedestrian, maybe? Ooh. Not putting his print on the game. I, he, didn't, I, he didn't make a lot of big tackles or physical presence felt. He was coming up and winning balls, though, and he was he was, he was was directing traffic in the back on set pieces. Like, I'm he, with, was taking a, he was taking a leadership role that I love to see out of my center back. I'm somewhere in the middle. Okay. I like him. I think he did a good job. I don't think he did poorly. I don't think he was the best player. But, but hey, score the goal. He never made it. He what, never was he doing, what was he doing in the box on that, by the way? So he scores from about the six-yard box. It didn't come off of a set kick. piece. I think we had taken a set piece and it had gotten cleared out. Yeah, I think and it's still it, up there. And then it went, and then it got served back in the box, and then he had made he had made the run. You know, so, but he hadn't given up on the play. Solniak, boom, 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 around this guy, right across, puts in a ball that has to get finished, right? Yeah, that was play of the game right there. Yeah, no, that was that was a that was a great goal. That was a great first goal of the season. Okay, well, I haven't learned where does Pirano fit in this because. Friend of the pod, Dave, and I were debating, do you put Pirano as one of the two forwards that we mentioned when he comes back? And do you put him in this three-man midfield? Yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, friend of the pod and uh, our guest, uh, high school soccer dad, Steve Morell, we were, we were talking about that. Do you play Gallegos and Pirano together? There's only one ball. And does that, do, if one of them doesn't have the ball, do they do enough to keep them out there? That's the question, right? Yes. Right. Because again, I, Jose Gallegos was was probably the best player on the field for me. Again, hard to say no. Hard to say no to that. And he he's create. He just does things that the other guys don't. Yeah. And so I don't think I don't think you can take him off. Well, and I mean, he obviously has to do. He's doing enough defensively because he's playing as a midfielder. He was. So if we have two those two guys up top, he was he has to drop back and play a little bit of defense. And I mean, we got a shutout. I don't remember them. Like, I don't ever remember looking at you and going, man, they're just tearing us apart in the middle. You know no. what I'm saying? And that's the trouble that you have if you have, um, if you're just playing with three midfielders like that. They're going to control around the center circle up until the edge of your 18 when those two guys that are p- p- playing in front of the back three are there to shut things down. They're kind of outnumbered. Yes, exactly. In the yes. middle. Yeah, I would put, I, I'm thinking Gallegos up top to use space better and then Pirano, gosh. Because Gallegos will find the space, and if Pirano can find him, they could be good. If they can get on the same page, it could. <sighs> there's there's the potential there for a big big time strike force. I I feel like we're kind of all over the map because we've got so much to talk about. But you really wanted to ask the coach, like, uh, are you going to stick with two forwards all year? Right. Maybe you do change formations. I don't. You know? That's. I mean, I didn't. I I didn't want to try to get too technical in a question or too. You know, because the the thing that he would probably say is, "Well, we assess things game by game." You lot, know, like yeah, a lot of, because you don't want to go on record as being like, "We're going to play this way," and then if it doesn't work, then you've said, "I'm not going to change things." You know, true. A, a lot of these European teams, though, like I've seen Dortmund a lot do this Christmas tree formation. It's a three, four, two, one, mm-hmm. and if if you got Solniak and he's good enough to be up by himself, and then you have Pirano and Gallegos attacking, it could be good. Yeah. Well, here's here's takes us to the next thing that I I know. Um, SAFC is working their interns hard. Check out all this reading material they gave us. <laughs> I mean, and, and this is great. I ha- I have it all and I've used it. But you were talking about shape of formations. They gave us this one handout that has like the shape of the formation and and passing accuracy and all this all these yeah. crazy stats. I mean, that so for those of you that. We we sat in the uh, we sat in the press box, and it was a very cool experience. Thank you very much, SAFC. You want to get into that right yeah, now? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it's weird because they instructed us you can't cheer for the team, and we there were definitely what three to four moments where you and I both looked started to jump up, looked at each other, stopped our jumping up, and I was like, I'm never coming back in the press box. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do, we do, we do want to cheer first, right? Yeah, I'm I mean, at the game to celebrate. Yeah, and we're and we're not really, we wouldn't call ourselves journalists, you know. Like we're not trying to be imp- we're not trying to be impartial. Not at all. Yeah. We're Puto SAFC. Right. This is not the USL and, podcast. And, and I understand what they're trying to, you know, because because we were sitting next to a gentleman that was writing for or covered uh, Real 
Real Monarchs and Real Salt Lake, right? Yeah, was he it was Ble- SB Nation? Yeah, he writes for the SB Nation. And right? that was really cool. I shouldn't have led with a negative, but that's who I am. Right. I lead with a negative. And he wasn't wearing Monarchs. Well, he had a hat. He, he had a hat. was. He had a hat. He had and a- SAFC, thank you, but they did stop me at halftime and say you shouldn't wear your jersey. And I didn't remember that Dave... <laughs> I don't remember what his name was. Let's just call him Dave from Salt Lake. Was wearing the RSL hat, which I guess technically isn't the colors, is it? We could have just worn Spurs gear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the parent club. Right. <laughs> but it was really cool, huh? I it was it was a totally different perspective, um, to see how much goes into making game day happen. Huh. That was re- I thought that was really cool. We go in there. There are guys flying around like. There's all kinds of technical equipment and stuff. I mean, it was being broadcast on Fox Southwest, you know, and... I kind of... I agree, but I almost think, wow, how few people do all that work. You yeah, know, I mean, there were tons of people. It wasn't packed, but there was what, just a lot going on. Six to eight people? Yeah. Really doing the lion's share of work? And yeah. There's more people working one concession stand, for example. That's true. Uh, and yeah. it also struck me that, look... We love the team, and they don't need us. But it really surprised me that there were kind of ten spots for press, and I thought that we would be like the new guys and, sure, and all can, this. Yes. And it turns out we're right next to the RSL guy. There's a couple freelancers. There's the guy from the Express News, but really it was pretty light. There were a lot of unused, and, and we don't know what Is that mean to, to call them out and no, say they're unused? This is minor league. It, I mean, when it, but when it breaks down to it, it's minor league. Uh, it's a minor league franchise, but it is surprising, right? Did it, I, I don't know because, you? like, I go to plenty of missions games. I've been to yeah. plenty of, and you don't see tons of press people around covering those games. You know, true, but not even like Ken's five or KSAT that, twelve. I wish it was better. Exactly. No, I. I mean, that's part of what you're saying, right? Maybe we need. Don't to, you wish that it was? Don't you wish that there were more? <laughs> We need to reach out to Robert Luna, friend of the pod. Right. He works in my school and he does the weather occasionally. We'll call him the weatherman. Right. From now or, on. Or the current. You friend know, of the like... pod weatherman about this and get him to get them to the camera out there. Because, I mean, you'll see high school soccer, high school football highlights, and Jose Gallegos is now playing professionally. Well, and maybe maybe they are covered, but maybe they're down on the field. Oh. And maybe there's maybe there's special media passes oh. that are different than the press pass. I don't know. True, because there was that photographer guy that came into the press. Yes. That was my favorite part, Clayton, was going down and interviewing, getting to listen to the interviews and interview the coach and the players that they brought out. Yeah. And seeing, hopefully, friend of the pod, Lee Williams. we got to reach out to him. Yeah, Lee Bob, for sure. Who's now a coach. I should have had a card ready to give him. Oh, uh, you'll see him. Yeah. Did he, does he... He's supposed to come back and play with the men's team. Really? We'll, we'll see. Whatever. Let I whispered that in his ear when he walked by. I said, I'll see you at the fields tomorrow at 9. <laughs> he, just, he, just, he just laughed. <laughs> he just laughed. That's, that's good. I didn't realize he was on staff, and that's a good thing yeah. for us. But Because uh, he's a good dude. And a good, he is. He's yes. a good coach. Uh, he was. He, he was. he cares very much about what the message that he's conveying yeah. and how he's conveying he's it. He's got his heart in the like right that. place. For sure. For with sure. Coach Marcina and his character thing. Like, Lee Bob would probably loan you his car if you needed it and just like not he probably has he probably has in the past (laughs) but but anyway so um i i did enjoy going down it um the interviews were a little uh you're no one's asking tough questions or anything like that you know but but there were people that were interested you know and and they weren't all the same question i liked seeing that you know we do our thing and it, it was good to differentiate that we don't do what those guys do. No. And we don't want to do what those guys do. No, they, they're who, what, where, when. Yeah, you know. how's it feel? Are you going to go to Disney? How did it feel when you scored? I don't care. I know how it feels when you score a goal. Right. And they're, I mean, they're not writing hard-hitting news stories, you know? Like, they're not doing exposés. When are you going to bench blank? Yeah, exactly. Like, that soccer's not, soccer's not to that point in the United States yet. Like, I would imagine... MLS probably doesn't really get those kinds of those kinds of questions. No, but that's why we're here, right? That's what yes, we want exactly. to provide that exactly. side. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I. Whew, what else about the press pass? Anything? No, I mean I. That was awesome. That um, you and I could just apply, and they responded, and uh, super and, responsive. And we told them who we were and what we do, and. 
they thought that was legit enough to to include us. I, yeah. I like that. You know. He, yeah, he did say specifically like we appreciate our supporters and the people that are passionate about the team and the product, and so I think that's a good sign. Yeah, they're practicing what they preach, and, right? And, and hopefully, they're willing to do it again if we want. If we want to do it again, maybe when we do want to ask some tough questions, oh. you know. And but I don't like um, I don't like sacrificing my fandom for. But that's what they need to do, and I understand that. I don't begrudge them for that. I mean, they totally. definitely have their reasons for that. Yes. And I and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I, I like being a fan. I like sitting in the seats that I paid for and giving my friends high fives and stuff like that when we do good things and you know letting the other team know. That's another thing. I mean, we definitely couldn't sit up there and be negative. And sometimes I like to be negative towards the other team. And oh, towards the other team. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely couldn't. We we definitely couldn't have those passes. I mean, you can and yell stand at... up there and yell like yell for cards for the other team and stuff like that, right? Yes, that's number eighteen on Fresno last year. Whoever he was, man, he had a funny name. <laughs> so, um, I got one. Yeah, lay it on me. I learned, but anyway, they they printed up a lot of uh, material for us, and I've used I've used a good a good portion of it. Good, we've yeah. got it on yeah. hand. No, it's super helpful. Super appreciative and like it's awesome they let us in there. It was a good experience, and I'm with you. Like put it in the back pocket. Could be that there's a game where there's things that we want to analyze, and that would help so much. For sure. But I think for good for now we're good for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I didn't what uh what wasn't there? What wasn't there? Body language, Clayton. Well, I don't know. I know. If Coach Marcina talks all this stuff about character and. These guys were signing about community and all that, and there was a difference in body language from the oh, team. Oh, I see what you're saying. You you may be thinking of certain specific people that we're not gonna. <laughs> there's no reason for us to go that direction, right? We don't need to go negative. I wonder if that certain person is playing this year and where. Oh, Phoenix. Yeah, he's not, yeah he, yeah. Who we'll see in a few weeks. Oh wow, we'll be back in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, but we're we're. Can I can I just name? Can I say his name? Yeah. Sure. I mean, Jack Barnby's negative body language. We talked about it a lot last year, didn't we? And there were moments in this match when we could have turned negative. Yep. As a team. Yep. RSL was being physical. They were fouling a lot. There was a lot of contentious calls. It was a heated match. Right. And we never went negative. Someone could have gone El Rudo, and uh, well, and nobody went. Nobody went El Rudo. D Renzo went. He, rather ill rooted. Right, it's possible. But that was a hard challenge. There was no negative yelling at the other teammates, and we didn't get scored on, but I, boy, I think that there wasn't looking related. around at like, and being like, why aren't you people doing your job? You know, that kind of stuff. Everybody was, was getting it. Like I said, Montgomery was pointing people and they yes. were doing it and stuff like that. There What's was, that called? In the flow? Yeah. They're in the flow state where you're just, you're doing your job mm-hmm. and you're not worried about other things and other people. And this was, you know, this was. Uh, this was the first game. Like, if there had if something calamitous had happened, I would have I wouldn't have probably been that shocked. But there was no await. Cardone almost had a calamitous event. He when he dropped the ball with about ooh. You remember? That's because the guy undercut him. Was it? He when he went up in the air. They didn't call foul. No, they it kept, wasn't a they foul. Kept playing. Our own player, right. one of our defenders, yes. backed into him. I think the six-seven guy, and so he got posterized by the six-seven guy. Yeah, and he drops the ball, and it's like right in front of our goal, and they very easily could have equalized, but we didn't. It was it wasn't a total. And uh, one one other thing to note: so uh, so Cardone started um, Dane Saint, whatever his name is, the backup keeper that we signed from MLS was not. was not on the bench. And I got some inside scoop, uh, compliments of a friend of the pod, Chris Fiddler, and uh, Ooh. and who the, is he a the, friend of the pod now? Yeah, sure. The <laughs> keeper that was uh, the keeper that was on the bench was his goalie at Incarnate Word, and uh, the reason they signed him was because Dane St. Clair, the guy that we got on loan from Minnesota, could be recalled can, as part of his contract. He can be recalled by Minnesota at any point in time, and he was on Minnesota's bench. For uh for their MLS game on Saturday. Wow. So this new guy comes in is on the bench, and but anyway, yes, Cardoni almost uh almost just dropped one right in front of their team. What did you learn? Because I know you told me off the record what you learned. Oh, that uh, his contract 
is I don't know, he was making around fifteen hundred a month or something like that, three grand. Like I think he, I think he said fifteen hundred though. <laughs> a month. Yeah, a month. That's just what that guy was making for the Scorpions a long time ago, a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. As the third string keeper. Right. And this kid just finished playing college soccer and you know, wasn't playing for anyone else or anything like that, I don't think. But anyway. Pretty cool that uh both our keepers on the night were local products. Yes! There you that? go. There's something. Glass half full. Sure. For sure. Alright, well that's all I had about that. Um I got something. What is it? Friend man. Friends of the Pod are coming up a lot tonight, but Friend of the Pod Dave invited me to the unveiling of Coach Marcino, mm-hmm. where they talked about character, 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 and they had invited kind of uh, tributes, like in that movie, The Hunger Games. So Dave was the longtime season ticket holder. He's oh, like, I see a, what he's like season ticket holder number two. Gotcha. And he invited me as his buddy, and then they had a parent of an academy player. Um, they had some other rep- a representative of uh, one of the major sponsors. The stock characters. Yes. And playing the character of supporters group was a Mission City Firm guy. Uh-huh. And he said, hey, Coach Marcina, uh, something that bugged us last year was the players after the game would just leave. And, like, we've been cheering for 90 minutes. They don't even say thanks. And I, we were in the press room, but someone who was at the game said, I really, actually, just a random other person said, I really liked how the team went over to the supporters and applauded them at the end of the game. I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, but... so apparently the whole team went over there and gave them the round of applause. Well, and you were, you had commented uh, when we when we sat down, the supporters section was full. Not like they were just huddled up in like a little mass in the center of their section and there was empty seats all around them. The hole from top to bottom, bottom to top, was filled with red and black. And that was great to yes. see. Great to see. Oh, and when we scored, the smoke bombs. Yeah. Playoff atmosphere from the supporters, too. Yeah. I don't think there were 7,000 people there, like <laughs> they were saying. But when you see the supporters section packed like that, that, that almost adds to it. Yeah? You know? Oh, totally. Like, expand that to two sections next week. Sure. Says me. Yeah. Love it. Because it's just atmosphere, man. Yeah, it was You don't good. go to soccer, you don't go to minor league soccer for just the soccer. It's it's interesting, but it's not world class. Right. There's not, the, the majority of the people that are there at that game are, are not us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're, they're there for, they're, they're there for a variety of different reasons than we are. Yeah, and supporters just add to the whole environment of the thing. So, good job team. Good job, supporters. Yep, for sure. If we're doing thumbs up, that's my thumb up. Yeah, that was good. Okay, you got any other things? Um, not in the vein of what I learned and what I did. What I didn't learn. I got a question. Lay it on me. Where was Josh Yarrow, Kai Green, and Eddie Akon? Because they weren't on the bench or in the lineup. Yeah. So, who were the defenders? Yeah. So the defenders. People I've never heard of. Josh yeah. Rant, 47 and 45. Yeah. Those sound like academy kids. I think Ooh. they are. Because they signed like four or five before. So if we had a if we had a had if a defender had gone down and wasn't able to play and we needed to sub a defender, we would have been putting Academy kids in instead of Josh Yarrow, Akon, and Green. <sighs> Something that tells me that at the end of the month they're not gonna be around. Well, wait, no, no, no. Oh, no, Vieira is the Uruguayan guy. That's right. He, they have him listed as a midfielder. I mean, we hoped that they'd be depth, but boy, this it's fishy that they're not on the bench. What subs did we make, anyway? Did we put on... We put in Enriquez in the midfield. Uh-huh. We put in Bailone, and I think that's it. Uh, Just two. Haravo didn't even make the bench. Ooh. Did we even talk about that, or did we even notice that at the time? No. I noticed he didn't start, but yeah, the bench is really random. Interesting. And Bailone came on, and then was there a third sub, or did we just use two subs? I don't know. It's not, it doesn't, it's not that important. This kind of reminds me of coaching high school, Clayton, where on some level, like, some of these guys, it's between SAFC and a job as an accountant or a business or their family's restaurant or something. And right. I mean, there's a certain point with certain players as a coach that I knew if he doesn't play, he's going to quit. And you just had to come to terms with that. Oh, uh, like, I gotcha. 
yeah, you're giving it your all. You're not good enough. I can't start you just because you're threatening to quit. Yeah. And I don't know. It could be... The three defenders really strikes me as... as not interesting. I don't know the word. Sad? What do you mean? Oh, A statement was, was made by not putting them on the bench. Either yeah. by the player or the coach. I don't know which. No, I get like... And I think it goes back to what I'm saying. Marcina putting his stamp on things from the very beginning. If it was... Uh, if it was... Mid-season and we weren't doing well, that would have been a question for the coach. Yeah. Where were those guys? But signing a player two days before your game and starting him in center defense after all those preseason games where we gave up two and three and six goals per game. I mean, we, we, we've known for the last – we've been talking about for the last year we need to be better in the air. You know, like we can't yeah. give up all these set-piece goals and uh, we have no aerial presence on corner kicks also – well, now we've changed that. Although, I thought Montgomery was taller than, and like, we were in the interview room and they were interviewing him. He was like my size. On the field, he's tall. Yeah. He plays tall. Yeah. There you go. He has a good presence. Yeah. That's all I got, Clayton. What do you got? Um. So, this weekend, we've, uh, we're heading, he- hitting the road. Not you and me, although I would love to be going out to Colorado and go skiing for spring break and then go see SAFC play in Colorado Springs. But they're in Colorado Springs um, on Saturday. It's a 4 p.m. Central kickoff, Central Time kickoff. Really? Yes. I did not I thought know that. that. Was a little, I thought that was a little odd. So it's an afternoon. Maybe because it could still be getting so cold yes. there this time yes. of year. It's like, let's try to take advantage of if there's any sun at all. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're hitting the road, playing in the Colorado air. Uh, I got on Colorado Springs' uh, website. I didn't recognize one of their players. <laughs> They're just kind of a, just kind of a amorphous franchise that I can't really say anything about. Well, they, they did have a cool. They were pimping the beer. They were like, get there for the first twenty minutes, and uh, and you get for a dollar, you get a full sixteen ounce beer. <laughs> and they were like saying, if you drink four or five of those then that's a lot cheaper than going to a bar. They literally said that on their website when they were trying to get people to come to the game. Free Uber if you drink five yeah. or more beers. I mean, they were like, they were like, it's Colorado. Come drink cheap beers. Come on. <laughs> and that's really what their selling point of, of the game was. Um, It's a revenge game, Clayton. There's some spice. Oh, this I forgot. Is... That's the team that we played the last game of the year where all we had to do was get... A point? No. We had to a win. We, a win and we were in. And we tied. And we were up two goals and a man. They had gotten a red card. And Colorado came back and got a draw. And we didn't make the playoffs because of that. Yep. So there's there's some bulletin board material for you, Coach, if you're listening to us. No right joke. There. Not that any of our players remember that besides oh, yeah. <laughs> And Jose Gallegos. Nine of 11 players are new. And then the subs were Bailoni and Enriquez. Both new. Yep. So nine out of, no, 11 out of 13 players. So they don't remember, but tell them. Yeah. Show me you're better. Hey, I said, tell me, don't show, I mean, don't tell me, show me. And the team was better. The defense was better, more composed. It was a different team. Well, and so I guess looking into the game uh, coming up on Saturday. I mean, obviously, we'll be looking at personnel decisions and Can I frame formation it for you? decisions and stuff like that. Yes. What do you want to see? Um, I like that question. I want to see uh, a different road mentality, not necessarily results. I realize going on the road in the, under these types of conditions are difficult, but I want to see a different type of mentality. When we played on the road last year, we were bad, and it was embarrassing sometimes. Like. <laughs> but- the things that we did and like the way that we acted and stuff like that. Didn't we try to play the same way on the road as at home last year? And it was a criticism of mine that when we were winning, we did the same thing. And when we were losing, we did the same thing. We just kind of had a thing we did and that was it. Yeah. No, I agree with that. So would you like to see a little more defensive, conservative game? Um, I, I'm not ready to go that far. I'm talking more about attitude and the way we hold ourselves and... And I mean, a lot of that is based on results, but we were just bad on the road last year. And I just have so many bad memories of us giving away leads and yeah. and and not conduct like body language and flying the bird and stuff, <laughs> you know. 
stuff like that. Let's just try to avoid. I want to not see that. Which I don't want to see any of our players give the bird to any anyone in Colorado Springs. Is a point? Is a tie for one point a win for you? Yes, it is. You're good with that. This early in the season, going to Colorado in the beginning at the beginning of March when it's going to be probably thirty something degrees. <laughs> yeah. You know. No joke. So I mean that's that's difficult. So let's just let's just get there and be professional and and go about our business. All right. What about you? I think I, I'm always, this is just how I was as a coach, is always thinking about players and formations. I would, I want to see Gallegos up top. Okay. With, with, uh, with our captain, Solniak. All right. Because DiRenzo, he tried, he did his thing, but uh, maybe on the road, get another midfielder in the midfield. Get Gallegos in a little more space. Try to cramp things up. Just cramp things up for him. Just a little bit, whether it's Hervo or... Uh, I really like Enriquez. And he's got goals in him. Yeah, he does. So I think I like Enriquez right now more than I like Dorenzo. So just give us a little more uh, stout midfield. And we're, and we're dealing with a very small sample size. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, I don't know, I'd like to see this. I, I get that. Yeah. I, sure. I think... I would have signed Enriquez as a starter. I really liked what he did when we saw I mean, him play. I thought he started uh, at least two of the, or three of the preseason games. Yeah, yeah. And then otherwise, yeah, let's get uh, – it'll be, I guess, something to look out for is who's on the bench. Because is Hervo going to be there? Are those other guys going to be there? Are they going to be – are we going to hear about them signing with a new team in the next couple weeks? Yeah, like, I mean, we there was some uh, there was some movement of players after the season had started from us last year. Remember the yeah. the, can, the central yeah, did it? Yeah, exactly. Things didn't go the way that he thought they were going to go, and then he poof was out of there, just gone. You know. Um, yeah, that's what I want to see. Okay, All we right. good with that? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Um, so that brings us to our free kicks portion uh, of the program, which is brought to you by Trevino Tile. Yep, yes. three generations of. Trusted tile care. Uh, I think uh, Mr. Trevino, friend of the pod, um, is down in Mexico procuring some tile right now. Really? Even as we speak. Yeah, he goes down and they get a quality product from Saltillo. I think they go down there and, you know, if that if they've got orders for it, they'll they'll drive to Mexico and go get the, the tiles that you want. Man, NYFC's playing in uh, Monterey this week. He should go to that game. <laughs> Look at you thinking. Yeah, it's all about soccer. So what kind of free kick you have for this week, Matt? Oh, me? Yeah, you. I got a coronavirus free kick. Clayton, if two teams play in the forest and no one's there to watch, was it soccer? Um, I know what you're referencing, and uh, I think it's a little... Is it is it too early to be doing this? You, you know, hear what like, happened today? I don't know how ready to... Uh, PSG, I, and, PSG and Dortmund are playing... Behind closed doors tomorrow, right? Or no, not tomorrow. Wednesday. And uh, and Dortmund is and it's in PSG. That's a that's taking away a huge, like we're talking about millions and millions and millions of dollars. That if they don't advance and they weren't allowed to have their crowd there, right? Is that kind of what you're getting at? Well, Juventus was gonna get suspended their game with no no uh, crowd, and they said the cost to them was five million dollars. Yeah, I hadn't seen any numbers, but that's immediately what came to my mind. <laughs> Well, it, today Italy suspended indefinitely. Actually, they're not even going to play. Are you serious? What are you better with, Clayton? What here's, is going on? I don't understand. Here's what I'm asking you is, should teams play? I get it. Coronavirus, you get sick. You don't want to put all these people at risk with and be responsible. I wouldn't want to be responsible for the deaths of people. Right. But and you, if I thought that I was contributing to that at all, but that, that is obviously something to weigh on your mind. Yes. Yeah. Like right. if one person in that stadium dies because you played soccer, pretty stupid. But, but do you play a game with no crowd and just put it on TV? And is this ready for my robot future? Just soccer. Oh, you kind of, yeah. Just soccer games being played on a field with no crowd because really. What's the point of the crowd? Like, we've got TV. It's better with TV. I can watch it in 70 inches on my couch. You can't eliminate that from from the game. That's part of the game. I mean, there have been spectators as long as there's been a game, right? Do you Ooh. think Do you think that they're all, like, 
when soccer was being formed, it was always just 11 guys out there playing. No, there were always like people like, what's going on here? I want to check this out. But what's better for you, 70 inches of fun or being at the stadium? I understand what you're getting at. Sometimes the viewing experience is better from TV, I, specifically with the NFL. I've attended yes. a lot of NFL games over the last decade or so, and I prefer watching the NFL at home. Agreed. Soccer, no, though, right? No. Any seat in a soccer stadium is better. Like, we were talking, like, kind of with the press pass, it was kind of like we were watching on TV because we weren't allowed to get super into the event. You know what I'm saying? And they had hand sanitizer in the press box. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Saw many people use it. God, here's the question. Are they going to... Would they suspend, like, minor league stuff just because there's no reason to... You know what I'm saying? If If they're willing to cost these people millions and millions of dollars... Like, what's next, you know? Yeah, but what do you think about playing a game like PSG Dortmund? Let's stick with that one. Okay. Great game, great players. In an empty stadium, will the will the soccer change? Ooh, there's a question. I don't think so. I do. I don't think so. Ooh, we're going to talk radio. I do. How so? Because you get the ball and the crowd goes, Arr! and then you score, and what do players do when they score? They go and get fired up with the crowd. <laughs> yeah. But, like... I think that they are that these professional players that are so good at their craft and are so they their um their decision making and their stuff isn't going to be influenced by outside stuff. Does that make sense? I think the drama is raised and therefore the adrenaline is raised by having a crowd. Like so, you're saying maybe game... so you're maybe saying that when uh when PSG's uh, French guy that's so fast Mbappe when Mbappe like. Gets the ball when the crowd saying, "Go, take him on, take him on." That somehow, that maybe his rational brain would be going, "No, maybe I should just play one touch back." But like, he gets that adrenaline. Is like, "I'm taking this guy on. Here I go." Clayton, if you didn't believe that, you wouldn't cheer. That's true. <laughs> Why are you cheering? That, I walked right into that. I walked right into just, that. Didn't you I? might as well be yelling at your oh, TV. I, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, is that kind of what you're getting at? Like, yes, that's what I'm getting at. Okay. And, I don't think it's true about... On the break, you're more likely to screw up. But in the 90th minute, when Hervo's tracking back, and the crowd's like, come on, son! Oh, I see what you're oh, saying. Oh, it gives you lungs, okay. right? All right. Yeah, you better true. believe I scored 90% of my goals in high school because there were women in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, get, I see where you're coming from. Man, and that's... Uh, the cheerleaders came to one game. I never stopped running. They... I mean, they've, it seems like they're taking really drastic measures really quickly. To me, yes. But, but then again, I don't. I agree. I mean, apparently in Italy things are bad right now, and stuff where we're like all that. at. So just wondering, like, is this a thing or not? Yeah. So I'm just worried about. But it brings up some esoteric questions. I see what you're saying. What if it goes well? And what if they realize, you know, having the crowds just kind of a pain in the butt? Why don't we just? <laughs> why don't we put everyone on headphones with little microphones, and we can just pipe them in through the speakers? <laughs> Oh, like when you're playing like an interactive <laughs> video game with yes, a guy? Yes, like, and you can be at home and pay us $20 to I watch. I don't want that, Matthew. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't either. I don't, I don't want your post-apocalyptic vision, Matthew. <laughs> you get the little, like, porn goggles that all the people wear. No! I don't <laughs> and you're want in that. VR. No. You can choose your seat. No. So my free kick <laughs> is uh, they just released the Olympic men's uh, qualifying... Uh, roster. Ooh. So Olympics qualifying for there's soccer in the Olympics. March twentieth. And there's qualifying from each region, and in the in the vein of you know amateurs, even though they're not amateurs, they put uh, age limitations on qualification, right? Like there, it's only under twenty threes, right? Is it under twenties or under twenty threes? Under twenty threes. Under twenty threes, and you can't have any overage players. You can have a few if your team actually makes it to the Olympics, but not during qualifying. Yep. So we released the roster, and with that big buildup, my question, or my thing isn't so much that, but a, a question about you, is Olympic soccer something or nothing? Like, is oh, it, it's, it's something. Why? Because countries and pride and nations and flags, and I love the Olympics. Yeah. Do you love the Olympics? Yeah. Everyone does. Clayton. I don't, like... It's like apple pie. It's so hard to... Um, you know, when they're a long way away, like, tune in and stuff like that. But anyway, that's... Oh, point. I didn't ask you watch the Olympics. Oh. I asked you like... Oh, I, lo- I love the idea of the yes. Olympics, yes. I yes. love the idea of the Olympics. I don't watch them either. Like, 
I don't remember us talking about Olympic soccer, though, ever when I was growing up. Well, here's the thing. We haven't qualified in the last two Olympics. Yeah, that's that's so, why it's something to me. It's hard to know if it's something, because I haven't experienced it lately, Clayton, and I want to experience it. Although we always watch the qualifying, and we always are texting back and forth with each other about how ridiculous this is. How are we losing this game? How are, how we, are we losing to Panama? Yeah, how did we How did we just totally lose the lose the... The, the vision here, like what went wrong. And we've been saying that for a long time now, haven't we? Yep, two straight cycles. It's yeah. Maddening. And I'm, gonna, and I'm going to watch. And, and I wasn't saying it's nothing. I hadn't answered the question. It's something to me. Okay. Because now it's an outlet for us to watch our young generation play, you know? And like now where we've gotten so into that uh, we talk about teams in terms of generations, right? And they talk about the golden generation for certain countries. Like, Belgium is in a golden generation. They weren't in a World Cup for a long time after the, the 80s, early 80s, and now they're, you know, top five teams in the world, right? You know and, where how on the hype train I am? Yeah. I kind of wondered if Jose Gallegos was going to be on the roster. <laughs> oh. But anyway. He's, we played Dallas. We there were three guys on that roster, Ferreira, Cannon, and Pomacall. All three of them are on the Olympic qualifying roster. They're all roster. on the roster, and he was the best player on the field that day. Good so point. Laugh it up. But Good point. Good point. There's players on there that he has shown over lately. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, anyway, I was just bringing it up. So they play at the end of March. They play Costa Rica. You know Someone, what they did? Uh, Dominican Republic and uh, and then Mexico. And they did that so that. They're hoping that Mexico and the U.S. are the top two out of their groups. So they won't play, They won't eliminate each other. Because all you have to be do is be a finalist. The top two teams go on. So this is perfect for us. It should be set up for us. Like, we have to get a result, we some kind to. of result against Costa Rica in that very first game. And I'll, of course, be watching. I wrote it down on my calendar today what days they are and stuff like that. I mean, so. do you remember Sean Johnson's gaffe when we missed uh, it? He dives and it goes <laughs> right like, over his arm. That was and like you, the three of us are tech, you and me and friend of the pod, Tanner, texting back and forth to each other. Like, I can't believe this just happened. He just, oh, how did he miss it? But anyway, that's happening. That's my free kick for the day, Matthew. That's a great one. I'm excited for that. Yeah, good. Do you know, are they, it's in Guadalajara, Mexico, right? They're being played. They're being played in Mexico. I yes. hope they're at a time when I can watch them. Yeah, I hope so too. And on a TV station that I can locate. I think Fox is carrying them. I think I read that. Not Big Fox, but Fox, Fox Soccer. Sports One or Sports Two. I hope so. Yeah. So. Oh, that'll be good because there's not enough enough soccer in my life right now. All right. Well, um, where will you be watching this weekend, Matthew? I don't know. It's spring break. That's why we're doing the early pod, and uh, it could be a catch up one. And if it's some, I'll have to ask you, Clayton. Should I watch this game? Will you do me that yes, solid? Yes, that's and and uh, yes. Because we'll I think we'll be on the road. I thought I'd be back because I thought the game would be at seven thirty, yes. Saturday night, and I won't. Mm, I'm sorry. I hate to be the bearer of bad. Yeah, it's four o'clock. Sorry, but that's why they do that. I would. Well, imagine. you saved me the ru- rushing home to get home, and then yeah. finding out that there's nothing to do. All right. Well, you got anything else, Matthew? <sighs> I don't think so. It was good. All right, man. It's good to be back.